Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. Welcome to Pre-Service, a podcast all about preparing you for worship at Silverdale Baptist Church. My name is Michael. I'm with my good friend, Kevin. Hey, brother. We're so glad to be with you. Yeah, thank you for taking this time. We appreciate you spending the time to listen, to uh, watch us if you're seeing us on video. And hopefully uh, we're going to encourage you towards spending time with the Lord in His Word in preparation for this weekend services. We are in a study of the book of Hebrews. We've been here a long time. Yeah. And but, I feel like we're in the home stretch. Are. What, <laughs> what a great book to spend time with the Lord in. And uh, there's so much wonderful truth here that that it has a big impact, I think, both in our knowledge, in our action. Hopefully it's going to spur us on to uh, follow the Lord and seek him. So if you're new to this, our church has been studying Hebrews uh, since the beginning of the year, and we are going to begin a new sermon series within the context of the book. This is our fourth. We've had uh, three up to this point. Uh, Jesus is better, all in, faith in God's promises, and now steadfast. We'll be looking at chapters 12 and 13, four weeks in in these two chapters. And tonight we're going to look specifically at verses 1 through 3 of chapter 12. But before we do, um, Kevin, one of the, and we haven't talked about this in a couple of weeks, I think it would be helpful. One of the Bible study tools that we use is a method that has an acronym, S-O-A-P, SOAP, which stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. And this is a this is a, you know, I use this regularly when I'm, when I'm looking yeah. at the scripture, when I'm talking about this with my, with my wife and children, where we read the scripture. I try to read it a couple of different times. Just want to run through this really, really quick with you all in case this is new to you. We've said this a number of times, so you can listen to some other podcasts and you'll, and you'll catch it on some of them. Yeah, it's a good yeah. time though. Good. So scripture, read it, read it in a couple of different translations. Yes. Um, it's helpful, helpful to do that. Maybe something more literal um, alongside of something that's a little easier, phrase by phrase, yeah. uh, as opposed to word by word. Um, and then, oh, observations, making observations about the text, yeah, which what, this project is real say? heavy who's, on. Who's it talking to? What is it that the Lord's saying? Um, and and understanding and asking questions. So I think I think that's important. And then we get to application. What am I supposed to do with this passage? And when the pastor preaches on Sunday, that's a place where we believe that we as a body of believers are going to get clarity, not just for me, not just for you, but as a body of believers, we're going to hear a message that gives us a focus or or maybe sometimes a couple of points of focus to really hone in on and, and go before the Lord in prayer, that last point, and talk to the Lord about, Lord, how how would you have me see these points work out in my life? What is it that I need to do to, to live up to what you've promised, to take hold of this truth, to live out as your servant based on these truths? And certainly the Lord will speak to you as you're reading and making observations, but we also uh, strongly believe in preparing our hearts for worship so that we can hear what the Lord has to teach us uh, as far as application and uh, through our pastor. 
this yes. coming weekend as Tony or one of our other campus pastors, depending on where you may attend. At yeah. Silverdale, we have a number of, of campuses. Um, and so you can find that online. You we'll, can we'll find talk that about online. that here here towards the end. That's right. That's right. Stick with us. So tonight, uh, again, we're going to look at chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Kevin, you want to read those? Yeah, let's read this. Boy, it starts off, big word here. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so easily, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. So back in my um, seminary days, a phrase that I don't even remember who said it, but it stuck with me all these years, uh, is this, context is king. When yes. you're considering yeah. a passage, you've got to consider the context that that passage is in. And so up to this point, the author has been talking a number of things. Uh, Kevin, just you know, paint a quick picture of yeah, leading so, up to maybe the beginning of 10. So the author is writing at the time primarily to Jewish believers who were enduring persecution. And he starts off explaining how Jesus is better. And that was the first series of sermons that we went through. Go back, watch those sermons. Uh, very valuable information about Jesus and impact that it has on our lives as believers. For these believers, hearing that the thing that they were considering going back to as a matter of their persecution, we're being persecuted, boy, it sure was easier to live when I acted this way, right? Those messages, that section of Scripture in Hebrews, very important for us to hear truths about Jesus, about how God has blessed him, has, has exalted him, what Jesus means in the Trinity and to us as believers, what position he has. That was something that is the basis of how we get to this point in the book. But, but then we have other pieces as well, right? We have warnings, we have encouragements, and we saw a transition, I think, once we got up to around chapter 10. Yeah, chapter we, 10, verse yeah. 19, there's there's this transition where, you know, as, as you said, up to this point, he's been saying to them, um, Jesus is better. Yeah. And here's why everything you just said, not to repeat all that. <laughs> don't, don't go back to, to the bad <laughs> don't stuff. Don't go back to the bad yeah, stuff. To, to kind of simplify, not to, it's not simplistic yeah. at all. These are very important foundational beliefs that you as a believer, we as believers need to take hold of. That's right. And and then in chapter 10, verse 19, he says, therefore, brothers, and he begins to exhort us yes. uh, towards persevering in our faith, you know, the perseverance of the saints the scripture talks about. It. Yes. And in that, he talks us, to us about, you know, holding fast to our confession, drawing near to the Lord, encouraging one another. And he continues on and on and on. In, as he wraps up chapter 10, and then going into chapter 11, he gives a lot of examples, a number of examples of what that looked like. You yeah, we get it. to the whole faith part, which was the, that was the third section of sermons that we heard. And, and we see examples of faith in other believers. And we see how even in their faith, while they received a piece of what was promised to them, they didn't receive the fullness of it. And, and we get down to the very end of chapter 11, and he said that, 
God had provided something better for us so that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. So although they came before us and they lived through all these examples and, and the writer tells us the examples of their lives, they still were held up just like we waiting on that perfection of the faith. And so we come to chapter 12. And again, the author says, therefore, this massive word. Big transition. Uh, and, and he begins to tell us how to apply everything yes. he's been saying up to this point. Yes. That we are, you know, we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Since that's true, we should do this. And again, I want to go back to this, this word, endure. Yes. Oh, it's huge in chapter 12. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you look at, uh, at verse 1 there, it says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And we see um, how we're to do that, you know, laying aside sin that weighs us down. That Your, your translation actually used a different word. Mine says closely. Uh, what does yours say? Well, I, I, we were talking about NASB, right? Uh -huh. um, laying aside the sin that so easily besets us. Here it says, uh, in in the ESV, it says the sin which clings so closely. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so, yeah, it's it's something that we know viscerally, right? You, if we're all honest with ourselves and we think about it, there are times that sin seems so close to us. It seems like it has a hold on us, and and we wrestle with it. But here he's saying, hey, lay it aside. That is a thing that you can do, and. We realize that that word therefore at the beginning says all of the things that came before this are the foundational reasons that I can now say this next thing. So if we go back and read the first 11 chapters, we get a lot of truth about who Jesus is, who we are in Jesus. And we get to this point that he says, now that you know all of those things, here's an outcome of it. Here's the thing that should happen. You should be able to lay aside the sin that clings so closely, and in turn, instead of holding on to that sin, run with endurance. In that word, endurance, there. Yeah, and and in so doing so, we're looking to Christ, and it says that He is the founder and perfecter of our faith. Which this reminds me of uh, something we talked yeah. about a number of weeks ago when we were uh, actually back in chapter two, verse ten. <laughs> a long way back. Uh, yeah, at this you point, go back and li listen to uh, or, or watch that podcast, but uh, and the sermon, yeah. Yeah, in the sermon, absolutely. It says, uh, to just if you're listening, I can't turn back, for it was fitting that he for whom and by whom all things exist and bringing many sons to glory should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. And we know that Jesus is perfect, and so where it's talking about making him perfect, it's talking about completing what he came to do. And so even here, Jesus, the founder of our faith, and perfecter, again, talking about how he completed yes. what he came to do, he's the one that we're to look to. He's the one that we're to cling to. He's the one that we're to run to. He is the one who, yes. uh, who our faith is in. And it says that Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despised the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Yeah, and I, I think that, that that idea of his completion, there is so much foundational truth inside of Hebrews, so many things that are true, that it's it's impressive to see it all just bound up right here in verse 2. At chapter 12, verse 2, he's the founder of our faith in him. It, it has its beginning. He's the perfecter or the completer of our faith. And 
He is the one, and this this harkens back where he said, you know, I'm the I'm the vine, and you're the branches, right? You you can do nothing apart from me. This really harkens back to that truth. It brings it out in a different way, and it says, hey, if you want to lay aside sin in your life, you're going to have to be looking to Jesus. He's the source of the power to do that. You have to be focused on Him, and and then it tells us a little more about Him. It was joy for Him to 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 endure this. He endured the cross, even though. As fully a, a Jewish man, he despised the shame that came with being hung on the cross. I think it's interesting in this verse too, Kevin, that uh, that it says that he is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And what I find interesting about that is here we're reflecting back on Psalm 110, which I think it was maybe chapter four, chapter five. I can't remember exactly which it one. It had a reference back to that. Yeah. yeah, it had a number of references when we were talking about Melchizedek while well, he was in the order of Melchizedek. Yes. That was quoting Psalm 110 verse 4. And here we're going back to, we're hinting back to Psalm 110 yes. once Before again, God. talking about how Jesus being seated at the right hand of the throne of God, this is... Until this is, I make your enemies your footstool. That's right? exactly yes, right. That's, so the fulfillment of that verse is yes. in Jesus Christ. And this yes. is acknowledging that that verse not only is Jesus in the order of Melchizedek, as we talked about at length, yeah. he also fulfills this in that as he completed what he came to do, he sat down at the right hand of the Father, completing it, yeah. fulfilling all of these promises about him. It's a beautiful passage to show how those different, that prophecy about Jesus is knit into these truths. It, I, I love this passage. It just seems to tie several pieces together, and and it shows the way that the Lord is cohesive. He he doesn't say something and then forget it. He said it for a reason, and now we see the fulfillment of that promise in Jesus. Yeah. And then in, in verse <clears throat> three, uh, as I, we know, our pastors are going to be preaching on this this weekend. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. So let's touch on that for just a second. Brother, do you do you ever look at the world and see the attitude towards the principles of God living a a righteous lifestyle laying aside sin? Do you ever feel I don't know, maybe like these believers did, persecuted or or unloved or like you were maligned by somebody, does that ever enter your mind? It, it has. I can think of specific instances in my life where I felt so crushed by some things that were going on around me. Me too. And I remember one particular instance when when I felt oh, this is awful, and because you know I had I had I had I had to persevere, I had to endure through a pretty hard time. And I remember in that season thinking, you know, if Christ can endure this, yes. And that strengthened me in that time, thinking back to the person of Christ, the very thing. And but that's the whole point here, that right? That is, and this because verse was not familiar to in, me at that time. In my flesh, <laughs> in my flesh, I can have that feeling and I can be so in the moment and recognize, oh, I feel put upon. I feel, yeah. I feel maligned. I feel like this is, and yet what we're hearing from the author here is, don't focus on how you feel. Yes, yeah. you're you're going to have hostility, but guess what? In verse three, consider Jesus who endured from sinners such hostility against himself. I don't want to corner the market. My my feelings of people look at me and think I'm whatever. 
I, that, I don't have the, the corner on that market. Jesus was the one who did this. And even while he was accepting that hostility towards himself, he endured the cross, despising the shame, but he did it for the joy that was set before him, the, the joy of fulfilling our faith, fulfilling the promise to us, satisfying and perfecting our faith. The joy that came with that, he endured in that season. And so we're encouraged in verse 3 to endure in the same manner, because he did, we can. Oh, there is so much more we could say about this passage, and and we probably will. <laughs> we'll turn <laughs> this own, off in a minute. In our own private conversation, yeah. but we would want to we want to encourage you to do the same. Take the time. This is just an example, hopefully a help to you in your preparation for worship or in your study of the Book of Hebrews. Uh, just that we hope it encourages you. Um, take the time to read this to prepare your heart for this coming weekend's message. Take time to to pray, take time to make and write down observations, you know, grab a, you know, a, a study Bible, a commentary, read or some. Or just a notebook. Yeah. So while you're, while you're reading, just grab a notebook and write, you know, who is this about? Who's it to? What is it saying? What? That's right. Yeah. Now, the point is spend some time with the text, spend some time yes. with the text between now and this weekend and allow the Lord to speak to you, encourage you to teach you, to draw you near to him. That is going to enrich your worship this weekend. I promise yeah. you it will pay back dividends in the time that you spend with the Lord this weekend. And if you have a family at home with you, spend some time talking about this text with them. Yeah, absolutely. And we do hope that you'll be a part of one of our services this weekend. We have a Saturday service, uh, Sunday morning, a number of times and, and locations around Chattanooga. Check out the website. Even have a couple of different online options for you to be a part of. Yeah. Thank you very much for the time. Spend time with the Lord and enjoy him this week. hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called the seven commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses, or you can attend online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale, and we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.